it's kind of weird that like I can decide if I'm going to run right now or sit. So your body's supposed to help you. Your mind's supposed to help you. I mean, I'm really good at school. I can remember things. I can do economics against my will. I can learn formulas. How am I besieged by thoughts that are so unproductive? It doesn't make sense if you're set up to survive and you're trying to survive. Why do you have this flood of thoughts that are so counterproductive that tell you all your bad things? If you had a friend like that, you wouldn't be around that friend. You're listening to the MILF Podcast. This is the show where we talk about motherhood and sexuality with amazing women with fascinating stories to share on the joys of being a MILF. Now here's your host, the milfiest MILF I know, Jennifer Tracy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host. Welcome to May, guys. I'm sitting outside in my little urban backyard. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's probably 70 degrees. There's a little bit of a breeze. Um, one of my dogs is sunbathing slash he loves to sunbathe. And I'm recording this intro. Uh, so hi. And I just want to take a moment and, and thank each and every one of you listeners for tuning into this. It I, I'm just loving <laughs> doing this podcast. I had no idea I was going to have so much fun doing this. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to do it because you guys are listening and interested. So thank you for that. And I also want to give a huge shout out to my team. Um, <clears throat> I couldn't do this alone. I mean, I guess I could, but I'd probably still be on episode three instead of episode 45. Derek, my editor is incredible. He's just impeccable. And I always can rest easy knowing that He's going to make me sound better than I actually sound. Thank you, Derek. Um, Liz handling all the stuff that she handles on a weekly basis behind the scenes. Thank you so much, Liz. Kevin is my show notes writer. He's also impeccable. Thank you so much, Kevin. And um, last but not least, Sarah Candela is my creative producer. And Sarah, girl, I could not do this without you. She is my right-hand girl and helps me with everything and make sure everything goes smoothly every week. And she's always thinking about implementing new things and she has all these amazing ideas. And I just love you, girl. Um, thank you so much. So yeah, I just always want to remind you guys that I do have a team that helps me do this because, um, Ooh, oh, and Shayna from Repurpose House. Uh, all my beautiful memes every week, you guys, come from them. Sarah hands in to them the, the stuff that's going to be used, like the quotes and the photos of my amazing MILF guests. But they make them pretty and they put my logo on them and they make the titles look good. And that's huge. If you are in the market for memes that you don't want to do yourself and you want to outsource, repurpose house is amazing. So, um, yeah. And there's other resources I have too. I'm always very open about all my resources because I'm one of those people. I don't believe that we need to like hide how we're doing stuff because, Ooh, if someone else knows what's in my magic sauce, like that, I think that's silly. Like you're going to do your podcast totally different than I do mine. And so, you know, if I share my resource with you, for me, I feel like that's just you know, growing the good 
you know, like giving, I don't know. I feel like open hands, like leave it open. Sure. I'll tell you where I got everything. If you want to know where I bought my zoom and my, what kind of mic I use. And that's just how I do business. Like I don't. So anyway, um, I'm always an open book about all that stuff. And I don't ever pretend that I'm like doing all this by myself because I couldn't. I mean, that's the truth. I couldn't do it by myself. I couldn't do it by myself to this level and have it look and sound as good as it does. You know what it does? I feel really proud of the product that we're putting out every week. I'm really proud of the guests that I have on the show. And I'm proud of the production quality. And that feels great. So anyway, that's my spiel about that. A couple of quick items of announcement of a business. Last month in April, we did uh, Children's Defense Fund was the give. And we did great for them. Thank you guys, everyone who participated and wrote reviews. So this month I'm doing uh, Save the Children. And I was introduced to Save the Children by my friend Kobe Smulders, who's very active with them. If you go onto my website, my MILF podcast website, there's a giving page and there'll be a little blurb about them so you can learn more about them. You can donate to them directly. You can write an iTunes review for MILF podcast in the month of May. And for every iTunes review, I will be donating $25 to Save the Children. Um, So that's that. Number two is uh, May 8th, my second uh, round of Unlocked a Writer's Foundation free course is starting. So you can sign up on either website, milfpodcast.com or jennifertracy.com. I had so much fun doing this last month. I'm doing it again. I can't even tell you how much this just jazzes me up. And I love working with writers. And I, there were some writers in this group that absolutely blew me away. One woman in particular was like, I haven't written in years. I haven't written in years. Can I share with you the first three pages of this rough draft of my novel? Of course. She sent it to me. I read it. I was like, do not ever stop writing ever. Like you are meant to be doing this. Whatever else you're doing, like stop it. Whatever else you're doing that's not bringing you joy, stop. And now she's on this new path and it's just really exciting. So uh, sign up. That's a free course, 21 day course. It just kind of brings you through a little bit of my workbook, giving you the foundational skills to tap into that story that is tugging at you to write. So that's for those interested in that. And this week's guest, Andrea Abbott, came to me. Oh, there's a helicopter. Very urban. Again, I'm in my urban uh, backyard. There's a roof being put on next door. So there's hammering. There's a helicopter. Real life, real life. Andrea Abbott came to me through Joanne Astro. Do you remember her? Claudia Lano's mom who was on the show. Andrea is a stand-up comedian. She is a writer. She's a prolific writer. And she's just delightful and wonderful. And I had so much fun going to her house and sitting amongst her four dogs. You know, I'm a huge dog person. Sitting amongst her four dogs and having this crazy interview <laughs> with dog uh, happenings you'll, you'll hear in the interview. And yeah, just amazing. So I really hope you enjoy my conversation with Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Andrea. I know you're beautiful. Oh, I know you're goes very without warm. Saying, goes I, without saying. I am warm. I'm actually hot. I'm, hot <laughs> I'm very warm. I know you have four dogs that I'm already in love with. Aw. Wait, four or five? Four. Four. Four dogs. And uh, I have four chickens outside. You haven't, you it's, if, if it wasn't raining, I would show the right outside. They have a big, beautiful, oh. organic chicken area. There's nothing better than fresh eggs. <gasps> do you eat eggs? Of course oh, I do. Oh, yes. There's nothing better than really from fresh my eggs. Little, from my little guys. Yeah. 
Oh. And I've had four husbands and I have four children. So four is the <laughs> your number. magic number. A <laughs> magic number. Yeah. I'm sure Remington, my um he's my astrologer and intuitive. He's he's like more than just an astrologer. He's a numerologist. He's a genius, but he knows all these things. He would say, Oh, that means Oh yes. That something. means whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but he's really knowledgeable about that. That means you're going to live forever. Yes. Forever. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just kind of, I'm very hodgepodgey. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I see, oh, look at that. Yeah. Oh, look at that cute Buddha head. <laughs> oh, you know what? I need a cross and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm everybody's a winner. Yes. I love <laughs> that. A winner. So where are you from originally? I am from Fresno, California. Oh. I know. It's pretty impressive. California girl. <laughs> yeah. I was in Fresno. I left as soon as I could. I graduated early and I was just in a huge hurry to become a drug addict and get to LA, <laughs> start my drug career. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, if I could, I went through school this summer. You know, I was just, but I really, my goal, I went to UCLA was uh, to get out of my house. I did not have a good house. I had a beautiful house. It was the people inside that were a little. Dun, 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 dun. What were the people like? Who were the people? Who were the players? The players were mom, and she was very uh, kind of like, she spoke like a kitten, like Marilyn Monroe, and kind of like Anne Margaret, like that all the time. Oh, Sis. She called me sis. Sis. You know, that was my mother. She had five children, but she really didn't want children. She would always say, I'm not cut out to be a mom. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> great, because we have a lot of other options. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then there was my dad who who she tricked into marrying her, who was, my parents, if I had pictures, were very cute. That's what they had going for them. They were both very cute and healthy, knock on wood, no cancer yeah. and stuff. So that's yeah. good. Only, you know, alcoholism, addiction, and narcissism. Oh, so easy like, breezy. Easy breezy, lemon squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> was so funny because when I finally did get to college and I, uh, <clears throat> there was this really nice girl named Jane in my sorority, and and they had Parents Day, and you're looking at your watch. You're like, oh, no, no, right. no, no, no. I'm checking the levels <laughs> on my my microphone because my editor's going to slap my wrist if I. But you're you're perfect. Okay. Don't you okay. worry. Okay. But anyway, I just remember seeing this really nice girl named Jane at Parents Day at at the sorority at UCLA, and her parents were so. Well, first of all, they were married. My mom has been married seven times, so. You know, seven times. Seven times. Wow. So I just come from. Ugh, you know, my dad was murdered, and my. You know, it's just like, like a lot of uh, people say trauma is very in right now to say trauma. Yeah, but um, it wasn't even a word back then. It was yeah. just fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, wow, that's pretty fucked up. Wow. <laughs> no, it it's like, I mean, yes, you're laughing, so it's making it okay. Yes, it, it, it was it's just all fodder for the the mill. Now, did you know your dad before he died? Oh, intimately, oh. intimately. Oh. Sadly, I knew oh. my dad. Okay, how <gasps> old were you when he passed away? Oh, I was twenty uh, two or three. It was it was a befitting ending to his life because he was kind of like, uh, I want to run and go get a picture, but I can't because I'm tied up to this thing. But anyway, he's kind of looked like uh, the Marlboro Man, you uh, know? And he smoked Marlboros, and he used to hold them in a circle in with his hand and, and squint when he like... Wow. So he was like Clint Eastwood. Very Clint Eastwoody. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in fact, I used to say, 
like in that movie, um, Dirty Harry, very like that. Yeah. And when you saw my dad, you did ask yourself, do I feel lucky? And you did not. And you yeah. would say, no, I don't. I don't feel lucky. <laughs> you feel lucky, punk. But yeah, my dad was kind of mean and kind of uh, incesty. But he also was... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I used to say, at least he was cute. <laughs> he was, I don't know. I tried to look at the positives and wow. the positives were uh, that I left early and, and my parents, and I was fortunate that my dad made good money in farming and melons and so forth. So I could go away to college and, yeah, you know, I drove away and uh, in my Camaro, but yeah, so my dad was like that. And my mom was, you know, uh, very suicidal back in the day. In fact, you know, I've just looked at an interesting graph of suicide in since 1950. Do you know our statistics of suicide are lower now than in 1950? Wow. Are lower. Now, Not I'm not talking about a lot. It's not like, oh my God, they're plummeting, but they're much lower. They have been on the rise for the last four years or five uh -huh. years, but they're not even up to 1950. Isn't wow. that so bizarre? That's so interesting. And I wonder if it's gender specific. If there's that's what I want to tell you. Okay. Guess who who do you think would commit Women. suicide? So not. Yeah. Men. Men are so much higher. Women are like in the fifties or now or both? All at all time. Men are four times higher. Can you imagine it's everything I never thought? Yeah. But when I was little, my uh I because I was thinking, huh, my neighbor killed herself. I uh, I don't really know why, but we weren't allowed to play with her kids after that. Yeah. But I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my childhood friend's dad hung himself. We were at a dinner party once in uh, San Francisco. I went as my mother's uh, date because my dad really wasn't into her too much. And he also was sleeping just around. <laughs> just <laughs> Not just with me, but, you know, with other real ladies. Um, but uh, so I went with my mom to this very fancy dinner party with these very wealthy people at Knob Hill, which is like this, anyway, very nice area of San Francisco. And so it was like a, just a party of 10 or 12 people. And I had super embarrassed my mother by trying to drink out of the finger bowl because I didn't ever have a finger bowl before. And so my mom like bammed me under the table, like, what are you doing? And this cute senator that was next to me said, oh, it's okay. You know, I thought, you know, he was, he was making me feel good. Anyway, then later on the party, we walked upstairs to, um, uh, you know, go to the bathroom, powder our noses, as my mother would say. And uh, so we accidentally ended up in the master bedrooms bathroom. And there was, oh. a, I re all I remember is this beautiful, huge, fat, gorgeous Siamese Persian cat. And I was in the bathroom. My mom was putting on her makeup, but I'm waiting for her. And then we hear someone come in the master bedroom. We're like, and she took out a gun and shot her. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, we're on the subject of suicide. I know. I know. But I, I, I just, for some yeah, reason, you thought, was where, where's this something. going? Oh my God. What did you do? I don't remember. Right. But we did. Right. I don't, you know, I just remembered that we, my mom, we, we did go out of that room. I remember my mom telling the story many times later of thinking like, not luckily that she, she, that meant, anyway, there was a whole big messy thing, but she was happy that it overshadowed my faux pas of eating out of, <laughs> trying to eat the finger bowl of water. Thank God for oh, that. What a blessing in disguise. Oh my so, God. but 
so what I was just thinking, just in my short little life, this by the time I was like 10, that's one, two, three adults. And yeah. isn't that interesting? Yeah. Back to uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. And just to add, and I, um, one of my best friends in the world uh, just killed herself in October. Oh my God. And just this October? Yes. And did you see that coming? Unfortunately, yes. yes. Um, it, it, I mean, it's she'd been struggling with bipolar. She'd gone off her meds because she wanted to get pregnant. It's a whole, it's a long story. But um, I didn't see it coming in terms of I didn't know that it was on the table, and she kept from all of us that she was having any suicidal thoughts. Wow, wow! But it is—it's just to kind of speak to what you're saying, the statistic that it is um, more men. Isn't that bizarre? <sighs> Yeah, it's just well, it's just everywhere, and you know, like the Kate Spade is happening, yes. and then Anthony Bourdain, and then recently yes. there was a comedian that uh, hung himself in the same yeah, way. Yeah, Robin. And, yes. Yeah. What was his name? <laughs> I forget his name. <laughs> no, not Robin Williams. Uh, um, oh, another one. Yeah, another one. Very yeah. recently, like a week ago. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. So anyway, it is. Um, Comedians are not long lived. I'm, you know, I'm a comedian. <laughs> So, but I'm, I'm breaking the whole tradition. But yes, I the, a comedian I used to have a crush on shot himself. Oh, yeah, I'm not, they're got to get in there quick. You got but, it. Yeah. So you got but, out of this 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 situation. House, this yes. house. This purple house. Oh. With white rock roof. Mm. So yes, yes. That's a vision. That's a vision with yeah. yellow flowers all around. My yeah. mom was uh yeah very into those two colors and insisted that at her funeral, people wear, she planned her funeral for years and years and years, years. I mean, she had guest lists. How did and, she die? Well, it, alcoholism, but mm. she had attempted suicide many times. And yeah, but anyway, finally she died the old fashioned way, mm. just alcoholism. Mm. So, but yeah, she, she was very into her funeral and it was like a wedding. You know, it was such, my mother loved, uh, big events, right. you know, the, the weddings. Right. And it was like her, as she would say, it's my next big thing. <laughs> okay. I had to wear, I had an outfit I wore that matched the big, large, huge framed portrait of her that was on the altar. And we wore matching dresses at I the funeral. I hope that you've written this movie in some fashion. I, I have not written this or movie something. yet, but yes. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So you remember Dark Shadows? You probably don't remember that. It was an old, old show. But it, but anyway, back in Dark Shadows, it was like kind of a vampire uh, TV show back in the day. But everyone had these large portraits above the fireplace. Right. You know, that was re really right. like, oh, and then maybe the eyes would move. That's the picture of my mom. Got it. And, so, and then when I was giving her sermon and looking out, or eulogy, you know, you can't say that. You don't... you. It's a very weird thing to, to, I spoke at both of my parents' funerals and, you know, I'm like the speaker of my house. So- Are you the oldest? Yes. Uh -huh. And I'm the most, right. you know, and I wasn't in prison. So that was also, <laughs> I was like, you're were, in, you, you're were you siblings in prison? <laughs> yeah. I don't think my brother, uh, yeah, my brother was at the time and uh, other people. Anyway, so it's, it's, it's difficult to speak at a funeral- of someone that, you know, it's it's the time to say all the good things, even if you don't feel that way. Yeah. And there's not, you know, there's they're not sometimes just rolling off your tongue all the yeah. good things. Yeah. But uh but I remember when I was giving my mom's eulogy, I was looking out in the church and um a sea of yellow ties. And I saw every one of these guys had an intimate connection to my mom in some way because they knew what to wear. 
Yeah. Like that's not a color a guy puts on, right. a yellow tie. Right. And a uh, lot of handsome men with yellow ties at my mom's funeral. I was like, I got you. I know where you're coming from. I see. I see your yellow tie. <laughs> tie a yellow ribbon. I oh see you. Oh my gosh. So yes. What was your mom's name? Uh, Dottie. Of course it was. <laughs> what else could it be? No. After the after the funeral, we went to the bar next door that my mom owned, which is why we went to that church. And uh, they played Hello, Dolly, as the guy was always did when she went into that bar and, and sang Hello, Dolly. She had open bar. So, yeah. It was a kind of a befitting way to go off, you know? And so how old are you when your mom died? Oh, I was really old. <laughs> So this wasn't like so. So let's go no. back to UCLA. So you're okay. at UCLA. Yes, taking drugs, taking drugs, and studying economics, which I didn't want to study. But I had gotten a, a drama scholarship for one year, and then my mom was like, "But how are you going to pay for the other years?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "I'm not paying for you to go to learn that. So you can learn economics, blah blah blah." So I did that, which was was fine. It was just not my interest. Yeah, there was a lot of boys in my class though. Oh. <laughs> But anyway, I wasn't even, you know what, when I went to college, first of all, this is why I love Bernie Sanders, just give him, it was practically free. It oh. was $300 a year to go to UCLA, $300 a semester to Are go to UCLA. Serious? Yes. It was hard to get in, but not as hard as now. And it was $300 a quarter, I guess. That's nothing. And I still, though, my goal was not to go to college, but just to go. Yes. I would already achieve my goal by yes. the time I got, you know, on the 405. Yeah. I, I had, I was like, done. Yes. Check. Yes. I'm out. Yes. And I really pushed through to get to college early because I thought I'm going to either leap out the back door as kind of a runaway or I can pour in the steam and get out of here at 16 and then end this horror story and go mm. early. Mm. So I did that. But but so I wasn't that into like college. Like Claudia always wanted to go to college. I was yeah. like, I just I just said I got out was yeah. great. And yeah. I love school. It's fun yeah. to study. But it wasn't like I had a degree in mind and I was So you did know. you stay? I stayed for a while. But you know, as I said, I I uh if I hadn't uh stopped my use of uh whatever, illegal things, I, I probably for sure would be dead. Yeah, for one hundred percent sure, I would not have gotten out of my twenties. Yeah, and those are far behind me. So, yeah. so I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, yeah. So, so you stopped your stopped your use of things, and then what happened? You know, I uh, got pregnant. Ah, uh, not planned, right? Because here's the interesting story: I had been <laughs> so skinny. And so underweight, so like right, I'm almost five set. I'm five seven and a half, and I and I'm like one twenty five, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. but I was eighty four pounds. Oh my gosh! So you have to, right? So and I'm thin now. Yeah, I mean I'm not thin, but yeah, you are. I'm not. Yeah. like okay, thank you. <laughs> You're slender. <laughs> I'm slender, but I was like you know Diana Ross skinny, like oh my yeah. god, and and uh, you know who had just died. Uh, Karen Carpenter. Yes, from anorexia. Yeah. Now, that wasn't even a term then. Yeah. Nobody, nobody said, oh, anorexia. Yeah. But They said uh, heart attack. Yes, they said <laughs> yeah. heart attack. Yeah. They said heart attack. Yeah. So I had been hospitalized many times for that. Oh. And uh, anyway, I mean, this is probably not what you're doing on this podcast, but- oh, We so do I, it all. You we do, do all, all of it. Okay. I hadn't had a period for seven years. Oh. 
Yeah, of course. Your body shuts so, down. So, yeah. so tiny. Yeah. Um, still many boyfriends. <laughs> so you thought, oh, I can't get pregnant. No, there's right. no way. And and I mean, pity the poor child that would be getting me because that was the amount of speed I was doing and alcohol. I wasn't really an alcoholic. I just had to drink a lot to come down from the speed. Right. Um, but anyway, but I definitely was speed and coked out. Uh, and so, yeah, so I never had a period to miss. So then I was walking along Hollywood Boulevard waiting for my drug dealer and who was supposed to meet me on this corner. Now, this is before cell phones. <laughs> this is when you were riding horses. No. <laughs> No, no pagers, no cell phones, no pagers. So back in those days when you were a drug addict, you, 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 and you're trying to score some drugs and you're making a plan with another person who's kind of, you've got like two most irresponsible people in the world making a plan. Like, I will meet you there. Oh yes, you will. Okay. I will be there. And so I'm there. I have no idea what time it is. I know it's daytime and I'm wearing my full length fox fur coat that I got as a gift. Wink, wink from a boyfriend. Uh -huh. Wink, wink. No, but I really did. And yeah. he really kind of was <laughs> loosely. Uh, a rose by any other name. Yes, all. by any yes. other name. So, and I had an attack dog. I had an attack Doberman at the time. Of course you did. <laughs> from the same guy that I could barely hold on to <laughs> because he weighed more than me. Yeah. And he was very, very peppy. Yeah. And also he was hungry a lot because I didn't eat and forgot to feed him. So he was like a French fry, boom, and he would be blowing away. <laughs> So I'm just setting the stage. And it's 1979. It's the seven. What was the dog's name? Uh, Connie. Her name was Connie. Oh, it was a girl. Yeah, it was a girl. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I'm standing on the corner trying to meet Bad News. His name was Bad News, but we called him News. He's, he was really cool. And I'm looking for his brown Cadillac, which is what he drove, those long Cadillacs. And I was like, Where's news? Where's news? I'll just wait out here a little bit longer. So this guy taps me on the shoulder. Is like, do you want to take a personality test? And he's like, do you want to take? And I'm like, no. I could not say that, but I'm thinking, no, I don't care about. I, I have a personality. That's enough. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I know it's pretty bad. So yeah, I don't need to test it. Uh, it's not like a pregnancy test or something that you know, if you fail, you got to call somebody. But uh, I was just like, no. So, but then he and he was like, I and he ah. said. He said, you should. And I looked behind at his place where you could go to take this test. And it, ha it had a big picture window and a lot of chairs. I go in there and uh, I take the test and I'm looking out for this Cadillac. And every few seconds or minutes, you know, I look down at a question. I'm kind of answering a question. And then I look up. Oh, he's not here. Oh, uh -huh. So it's two hours I'm taking the test. So I, by that time, I'm in apathy. I'm just like, News is not going to come and get me. And that means there's only one other guy to score from. But he uh, was this Persian guy who was very, sex was going to happen mm. if you go to this other guy. Mm. Anyway, so I take the test. Blah, blah, blah. I leave. And the guy goes, don't you want to get the results? And I'm like, no, it's okay. I don't have time. And he's like, you just took two hours to take it. I'm like, no, it's all right. And so I'm going out to my car. He comes to my car and he says, you really should see the results. I've just put it through the thing. And I'm like, I couldn't really communicate very well. Yeah. I couldn't say like, no. Blah, sure. So, so I went in, I look at my test. It's on a graph. It's off the I'm like a, a dead snake laying on the ground. That's what my graph looks like. It's just like, wow. <laughs> 
And he's asking me all these questions. He says, well, it says here that, you know, you're depressed. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, no. And he's like, it says you can't communicate. I'm like, ah, people told me to shut up a lot because I talk so much to this. So I can communicate. Da, 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 da. But anyway, to get out of there, I said, well, what should you suggest? And he said, take this. We have a communications class. It's like $25. I'm like, fine. So I write a bad check. And I'm like, huh, the test didn't tell you about that, did it? <laughs> and I get in my car to go. And I said, yeah, yes, I'm going right now. I got the directions, everything. But I wasn't. I was just going to go get right. drugs from this. <clears throat> and so, like, I'm getting uh, Connie in the car. And I'm about ready to go. And the guy taps on the window. First of all, I should say he was really cute. That's been, like, every decision I've ever made. Someone's really cute. Shallow, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, he said... You know, since you're going there right now, because I said I was, was, I was wondering, I have a meeting there in like 15 minutes, if you could just take me with you. And because my car is in the thing and I was going to, I was like, yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm going to go the whole other way, but now I have to go here. So I made a plan. Anyway, I ended up doing the class and I never did drugs. again. I stayed there. I, I've been doing that for 38 years. You have? So it worked. It, it, it. The books that I read described my mind, which was out of control. It was like, and I and I started thinking, it's kind of weird that like I can decide if I'm going to run right now or sit, but I can't decide. So your body's supposed to help you. Your mind's supposed to help you. I mean, I'm really good at school. I can remember things. I can, you know, I can do economics against my will. I can learn formulas. How am I besieged by thoughts that are so unproductive? Yeah. That doesn't make, it doesn't make sense when you're, if you're trying, if you're set up to survive and you're trying to survive, why are you, why do you have this flood of thoughts that are so counterproductive that tell you all your bad things? If you had a friend like that, you wouldn't be around that friend. You right. know what I mean? You'd be like, They're, you're toxic and I'm not going to be around you because you put me down all the time. But yet my mind was saying worse than my friends could ever say. Sure, sure. So I liked that book. I thought, oh my God, this is how my mind. Anyway, yes, cut two. I ended up not doing drugs. And that was 38 years ago. But then because I wasn't doing drugs and I started eating and all those things that people do do, sleeping, all these new things, I got pregnant. And I was like, what is this? I thought, oh my God, now I'm 94 pounds and I've got the weirdest <laughs> figure in the world. I'm like, I have no boobs, no legs, but like a little tummy. And then I, it dawned on me, mm. oh my God, I'm pregnant. Mm. But that's one of my sons who's six, he grew up to be six, four and a half. Mm. And he's really good and struggled with drugs himself. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I went on to have kids and husbands and, and blah, blah, chickens and dogs. I am very fortunate that I uh, I didn't even find something because I was not looking. Yeah. I cannot tell you yeah. how much I was not looking. Yeah. Which was very interesting to me because, uh, so now just to cut into another weird thing, I built this guest house that you can see in the back and I'm always helping one person or two get off drugs all the time. Just Really? People, just interesting. People. And yeah. do you meet them through the church? No, I meet them. <laughs> <laughs> is it called a church? I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. Church is not, yeah. yeah, but I don't meet them through there. No, okay. I meet them through the fact that, as I mentioned, some people in my family have gone to prison. So I meet them through prison Yeah, because people come out and most people go to prison. I'm not talking about murderers or, yeah. you know, but maybe them too uh, because they have drug problems. Yeah. And then, you know, you got to, then you don't show up at your work and then pretty soon you 
take something from a car or whatever you're doing, or yeah. you get caught selling, or you get caught distributing, or you get caught blah, blah. Yeah. So I had a family member who had come out of prison and, and needed help. And then he had a cell. So then I got him good. And then I had a, he had a cellmate and he got good. And then that's amazing. R- rotated like that. So you have like a little recovery house. Prisoners in my backyard. <laughs> yes. But wait a minute. I have to ask you more On about parole. Scientology, if sure. you don't mind. Not because at all. I'm fascinated. Yeah, I'm so happy that my dog's not barking at you right now. <laughs> Um, I know I'm allowed to pet this other one very covertly on his chest. Covertly, yes. So Scientology has a pretty bad rap, as you know. But here you are, this beautiful example of someone whose life it saved. Yes. You are an artist and an actress and a stand-up comedian. And a writer. That's what I do for a living is I write. But you... We we I want to go into that a little bit because where in there did you start pursuing that? I feel like I hear a lump. I feel like he's hitting your microphone. He is a little bit. He just wants all of my attention. He's like, no, both hands on me. Forget the other dogs. Well, this is a dog cast, not a podcast. <laughs> hey, that gives me an idea. A dog. <laughs> Gotta um, be something. You know, I fairly soon after I got off all the drugs and uh, uh, stopped feeling uh, and stopped hating myself and other people, I mean- <laughs> I hated other people and <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah. Uh, equally. Equally. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soon after getting involved in Scientology, I felt like, oh my God, I have a sense of humor. Oh my God, I'm kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, you know, people, yeah. And I don't ever want to put anybody down because I feel like we're all doing the best we can. That's yeah. my thing. We're all doing the best we can. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so, but I didn't like the idea of like, if I ever mentioned the thing about my dad to anybody. People are like, oh, you're a rape survivor. And I was like, ugh, I really don't like that thing. So then I started, I'm going to be a rape humorist. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm going to find the brighter, the lighter side of rape, try to go mine that because it it just appealed to me. And so anyway, uh, you know, I was way ahead of my time. Nobody's wanting to hear about that. I'd be like, what? Hashtag go away. Hashtag <laughs> shut up. <laughs> There was no Me Too movement back then. There was no hashtags. Right. <laughs> but in any event, I just realized that I felt like my my life had been funny. Uh, and then I, I decided to go into stand-up comedy. Was this after your son was born? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yes, it was after my son was born. It was actually after my uh, – <laughs> it was in uh, the early 80s. Okay. Mid-80s. Mid eighties, and I decided, you know what? Why don't I try this? And I did. And I used to tell jokes. I mean, it was just so like they were like, but um, bump, you know. But one night, actually, what? Here's what happened. When I got divorced from my second husband, his attorney said, "You should spend some night with those kids, or you're not going to, it's not going to come out so good for you." So he wanted to take the kids half the time, which was very nice. I mean, he's a a, a, a very nice person, and he's the father of one of them and adopted the other, so he should see him. But anyway, to his credit, he wanted to see him that much. But on those nights I didn't have him, I was like, oh, what am I doing now? Right. You know, he didn't study Scientology morning to night. I had to do something else. So I decided, I know what I'll do. I didn't have too much money. And I thought, a movie's only like two hours. And somehow going to a movie by yourself sounded like, just like loserville. Like, what are you, you know, 
it just seemed like, what? no, this is bad. So I thought, I'll go to a comedy club. And for the price of admission, plus two drinks, sometimes they had, it just went till two in the morning. So you could go at eight, which I did. Yeah. And I went to the comedy club, the, the comedy store, and I would just stay there from eight till two, eight till two on the nights I did not have my kids. So you were basically studying. Yeah, but I didn't know it. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to laugh my way through this. Yeah. And then I started seeing guys do the same thing. I never even knew people were doing the same jokes. I just thought, well, they're spontaneously combusting humor. You yeah. know, they're just, yeah. everything they say is hysterical. Yeah. Meaning when you say you saw them do the same, like you saw the, a comic several times doing the same set. Yes. Copy them. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, here comes this guy again. Wonder what he's going to say. Oh, same thing you did last time. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, this, this is a memorized uh, thing here. So one night... Uh, comic did not show. And the guy who was introducing at the comedy store, they used to have the next comic introduce the next comic. So he said, some guy in the back, you know, he's going to introduce somebody. So they're not here. And he's like, damn it, I got to do more time. And I said, you could do it. I yelled up from the audience. He said, you think this is easy? And I'm like, no, but I just, and he said, you should come up. He's basically, now I see he was just trying to fill the time. Yeah. So I told a joke that I had heard, uh -huh. you know, like something, uh -huh. not an original joke. And then that was it. I was like, this is fantastic. You were hooked. I was like, oh, I had a meeting in the palm of my hands with that one joke. Yes. <laughs> and then I started dating that comic too. <laughs> Which comic? Oh, I don't know if he wants oh, me to say. Someone that, that you married? Was no, I never married him. No, okay. number, no, Got I it. never married him. Okay. I was also engaged seven times. Oh. I could have been my mother. So that's how I got into comedy. And then I- I, I started uh, dating a comedian. Of so course. You were, that was, yeah. So you're really in, in the world of it. I was in the world of it. Yes, I was in the world of it. And I thought it was so cool. And it fit well with my kids because I could get a sitter at night when they went to bed. And then I could go out from nine till one in the morning get up at 6.30, get them ready for school, drop them off and go back to sleep. Yeah. Then write jokes. And I was so industrious. I was like, I made a little graph, like, okay, I'm going to do four shows this week. And then wherever I drive all yeah. around. And it was so fun. I met some wonderful people and people that I feel like kindred spirits because they all, I can't speak for all comics, but let's say the hundred that I met and, you know, that I was on the road for a long time all came from dysfunctional families, you know, like mine, like not a lot of people had sex with their dad, but their mom was this or the da, 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 da. My boyfriend's dad dressed up as a woman. This was before we even knew any things and would come over every year, celebrate his birthday as a woman. And his mother would say, oh, aunt, so-and-so's here. And everybody pretended it wasn't dad in drag. Wow. Like, you know, and then they would always, I remember he I loved his family. They had to move all the time because his dad was a doctor and kept losing his license for malpractice oh and had to go to another state. Mm. They finally had to go to Canada. And also uh, his mom made him wear a helmet while he was driving the car, a motorcycle <laughs> helmet. And I was like, it just made me feel at home like, oh. Yeah. You're not the only one that's oh, fucked yes, up or exactly. from a fucked up family. Exactly. We're all in this and it was so just fun to trade these little stories and that we were all laughing at it. We weren't right. crying about it. We were right. cracking up. Right. So to I want to go back to the rape. What did you say? You said I wanted to be a rape, a rape humorist. humorist. So within that, and I think just to circle back, it that is where the healing happens. 
Yeah. It's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like that you could be in the space you were at at that point in your life, far removed from that experience mm-hmm. or those experiences and make light of it in that way and have other people laugh because people laugh when they relate. Exactly. Because they go, oh yeah, that's they true. Because they relate. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, did you have people come up to you and say, thank you so much for sharing that? Or what was your experience when you started sharing this on the stage, on the comedy stage? Well, comics are a funny group because um, the comics I really liked were very dark comics. Right. And so we used to have kind of bets of who could we walk out of the room? You know, sometimes people would walk out, sometimes people would gasp, and sometimes people would laugh, and sometimes people would want to hug me, which is not what I was going for. But I realized <laughs> I didn't I didn't want people to say you're so brave. I don't like any of that. But mm-hmm. I feel like they it was their response. So it's their response. Yeah. I'll tell you one of my jokes. Yeah. You know, my father was very it, some kid some dads like to kiss their kids goodnight. You know, my dad liked to go all the way. <laughs> he was uh yeah. So when he was taking off his belt, you know, you were not getting a spank. That's really the problem. And it was bad, you know. Uh, it was it was a harsh, growing up, you know, the hardest thing about it was, it was that, but also that my mom, I was the combo, incest dad was suicide mom. So mm. uh, my mom was so suicidal that I could not, confi- I, I was holding, every, like, uh-oh, I don't want my mom to off herself. She's already you know, would wake me up in the middle of the night and ask me to, this is our, a nightly thing, honey, honey, I just want to, what do, what do you do if you wake up in the morning and you find mommy dead? What do you do? Take out your contacts. That's right, sweetie, because they are too painful to wear for eternity. And I just couldn't be, so that was my job. So I just see that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am amazed that you survived this. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, But yeah, so it wasn't just the dad thing. It was the fact that if my mom found out- And you were the oldest. So it wasn't like you had any older siblings that you could lean on. The rest were little. No, exactly. The rest were little. And on their, you know, on the conveyor belt to, to dad when they got, you know, yeah. So anyway- it was a it was it was a difficult thing, but back to uh, the humor is I just feel that uh, <laughs> uh, it's fun to talk about it because uh, like anything where there's shame around it or where it's quiet, um, the more you talk about it, the more you realize oh my God, this person, you know, you know, maybe they didn't get an allowance for blowing their dad, but this person got molested by this person. Yeah. And this person got molested by this person. And, and people, you know, as people are talking about it now, especially, yeah. and I feel like it's whatever you feel you should keep to yourself, you probably shouldn't. Mm. It's just a good motto, you know, talk about it. Yeah. Whether you're, you know, in, I, that's a thing I learned in Just Scientology. Just so you know, there's another you know? fart drifting Oh my towards God. you. I cannot. <laughs> Just so I, you I know. don't know what did he eat. This He's is just an old puppy. But usually it's not as bad yeah. as this. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> you know what? It's good for your skin. I'm just kidding. It is. <laughs> 
when you say, oh, oh you're- <laughs> my God, I just had a flash of us like opening up a shop. <gasps> for dog farts? For like, selling dog farts to women. Yes, like an oxygen like in Brentwood, bar, a fart bar. Next to, <laughs> next to the Goop Salon or whatever, right? where we're like, um, we're doing fart facials today. Exactly. And Gwyneth's oh. going to be here. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> And then we have dogs. We get dogs from the pound. That's right. And we bring them in. Because those are the most healing kind of oh, farts for absolutely. your skin. They're going to take away that puffiness from your eyes. Wait till you see yourself yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> if you can still see from the view. <laughs> I'm laughing right now. He is humping you. He's humping me. I think, I think the whole, this has all been foreplay. He just wants to have sex with me. He do. He probably doesn't have his balls anymore, does he? I know he does not. But this is really embarrassing that one of my dogs is farting, the other was trying to have sex with you. (laughs) That's okay. I feel Uh, right at home. This is just like my house. Okay, it's basically just like. Oh my god! It's like let's get the right lighting going for for my dogs to molest and fart on you. Let's make sure we all look good, guys. I my husband was uh, working out in the garage this morning. He he's a emotion control uh, person in film. And he, I said, sweetheart, when you leave, could you leave through the chickens? Because I don't want the dogs to bark because it's good. I, you know, that's a very, very disruptive. And he's like, okay. So he doesn't march out through chicken shit so that, and and meanwhile, my dogs are just barking and farting and humping on you. Anyway. Pretty soon, an Amex or a, a, not a, an Amazon person is going to come or something from FedEx. They already came. I oh, saw them they? leave some packages Every on your day. front door. Every day. Because <laughs> I have, oh, look, here comes the humper. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I got to get in I am here. about to start. <laughs> got to get in here. I got to get in here. <laughs> Line up, buddy. Line about up. I'm about to start my period. Maybe that's oh, what it he's, is. He's like, never really seen him do any of this, but it's pretty cute. Oh, I'm flattered. Oh, flattered. Bud. Are you dating anyone now? <laughs> <laughs> now I am. Now you are, Mr. Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs. Yeah, you are. Um. So, okay. So you did stand up for a long time. And then did you start writing after that? Or had you always written? I used to hide from my dad in my room. And this is, you know, as I said, I'm pretty old, but you know, I'm 62 and a half. We do the halves in our house. We we still at the halves, you know, actually, I'm not actually, I'm almost a half. And, uh, we didn't have like, there was, I didn't have a TV in my room or anything like that. Right. So I had a fish aquarium and I used to make up stories about my fish having affairs and I would write about them meeting at the seaweed and because he's having an affair with her and this is very clandestine and his wife is over here by the treasure chest and she knows nothing and da, da, da. So I was doing that. Um, I lost those fish diaries in one of my mom's moves, uh, but I probably would be appalled at them. You know, it might be cute to have them, but might I'd rather just maybe my memory. I yeah. always say I have a photogenic memory. Yes. I read, I don't remember a lot, but it's really good looking what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I was fascinating, but I probably wasn't. But I did write then, and then I did love writing jokes. I still write jokes for lots of people. And I then thought, why don't I write a sitcom? And I did. And I sold my very first one. I was so lucky. I sold it to CBS and I was in it. I was, it was called Andrea and there we go. Didn't get, make the air. Nothing I've written. I've written 22 pilots. Wow. I'm writing my first drama this year. I just finished a drama for Freeform and I've got another comedy going. Not one. 
Knock, knock has made the air. No, but not <laughs> one has made the air. Many have made pilots, but none have gotten on. I've even been announced in the trades like AMC picks up his first comedy, wow. blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, I've been picked up twice by new networks that then decide not to do comedy. Ugh. I'm like, what's the world telling Ugh. me? But anyway, I'm persistent. So yeah. I like, I, I like writing. Yeah. You know, I had to uh, stop writing for a few years because of uh, some things that were happening in my family and that I had to help out with. But I wrote even then, uh, even though I wasn't being paid to write, I still mm. was writing. So mm. it's just, I love it. Mm. I love it. Yeah. It's fun. It's like a vacation in your mind. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm a cheap date, but like my neighbor, she's like, oh, we're going here. We're going there. I'm like, I'm in a vacation in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dollar and cup of coffee. Do you have a schedule that you stick to? Do you, are you regimented about your writing schedule? I just try to get in four plus hours. Uh, however I do it. I am a kind of a workaholic in that this is a fun thing and I love doing this. So I count this as work though. Like I'm not going to just try to get the writing in. And then if I have a meeting on a show, which I have a couple, that counts. But if I'm not, I'm getting up and I'm going to that computer and I'm writing what I'm supposed to write, what I've sold and what I'm in my mind trying to. Is she crying for you now? Oh, this is a girl? No, he, oh. I just say she. <laughs> she. That's the pronoun he likes to go with. <laughs> Um, no, it's a boy. Not that, I mean, I'm open to all gendered, you know, however you identify my child. No, he's just way into me. He loves you. He's way into me. He's going to cry when you're gone. Yeah. Come here. He's going to cry when, yeah. When you come home. It's a good, it's a good arm workout to hold him up like that for your arms. Cause he's, he's 10 pounds. He's so happy. He looks so happy. He's like, where's my cigarette? (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever smoke? Oh, God, yes. Me too. Oh, yeah. You don't smoke now, though? No, God, no. I, I tried to smoke. Right when I got divorced, I tried to, I had a couple cigarettes. I got so, I got such a bad headache, thank God, that I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't helping. Isn't for me. No, it's no. not. It's not anything that I need to do. It's not giving me any kind of relief. And it was just like, I just need to feel like shit for a little bit. You just need to go through it. And you know what? Yeah. Smoking's not so much fun without drinking. Oh, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like. Yeah. It was it was a two handed thing, you know, puff puff, yes. drink drink. So yeah. I don't drink anymore, but not because of anything. I just have. I feel like I have like seven pretty good brain cells left. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep them going. <laughs> Come on, you guys, this is it. You and me to the finish line. <laughs> so I don't drink. Uh, I I did have a glass of wine at my wedding, and I mean I've probably had like ten drinks over the years, but wow, it doesn't yeah do anything for me yeah. At all. Yeah. So the same with cigarettes. Yeah. It's like, oh, without the, it's just, it was a thing. It was a thing. And you know? I, it just, yeah, now it's funny. I, I walk by a cigarette and I go, God, I can't believe it. it smells horrible. It's really gross. Oh my and God. it's just, um, well, and it's talk about for your skin. It's bad for your skin. It is bad. I mean, look how cute we look for what we did. <laughs> that is so true. My God. It's all the dog farts. They <laughs> saved our skin. Those dog fart facials. Out. Yes, exactly. I used to lay out in the sun. I used to smoke my ass off. I yeah. did shitloads of speed. I fucked everybody <laughs> I saw. <laughs> you lived a full life. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're so cute. You're so that put it in good terms. You lived a full life. Yes, that's what it is. I, 
were like a drug addicted whore. You lived a full <laughs> life. <gasps> oh. oh my God, Andrea, yes. we have come to the time. Uh oh. Oh my gosh, yeah. Where I ask every guest the same three questions. Oh, okay. And then we go into a lightning round of questions. Okay. Oh. So I have this very tattered Are list. Are any of the math been... questions? Because I'm not great at all math. All of them. They're okay, all good. algebra, all trigonometry. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I'm going to have go. you do some theorems, <laughs> theorems. on the board over I here. I even said that word, <laughs> theorems. <laughs> that sounds like something you take for a cold. I need a, some theorem. Let's go get that. Okay. Yes. All right. What do you think about Andrea when you hear he's just licking my pant leg? I don't mind it. Okay. I'm just I'm saying <laughs> he loves this you. for two reasons in case the listeners hear this. It's not me and my tongue, it's the dog. Yeah. I can't hear it. Who so wants to make sweet, sweet love to me yeah. all night long. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about Andrea when you hear the word MILF? You know, I think about uh, not being allowed to go to my son's baseball games, my middle son, because it w- he thought it was distracting. <laughs> and I think, wow, I, I, I felt so bad. And, but he, no, you can't go when he was in high school. So apparently I was pretty, but I, you know, I always dressed inappropriately, I think. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like I, uh, I, I should have put on a, an apron more than a mini skirt. So I, you were banned from the baseball game? From my son did That's what I there. mean. Yeah. yeah. From Mom, your son. Please don't come. Well, my my ex-husband was also one of the assistant coaches, but it wasn't that. He told me later. Mom guys would make comments I didn't want to hear. And I was like, oh. People think it's a compliment, I guess, but I feel like it could also be you could take toll and go, hmm, could I change anything? Mm. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's good you want to fuck me. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What's something you've changed your mind about recently? Recently? Getting another dog. I'm definitely not going to get another dog (laughs) (laughs) or do a podcast in my home. Um, But what is something I've changed my mind about recently? Gosh, those are a little bit hard. Have you changed your mind about something recently? Yeah, I think I'm going to pierce my ears. (gasps) Oh, good. You you would look great with pierced ears. You, you never pierced your ears? Well, it's interesting. I pierced them when I was a kid or when I was a teenager. And then somewhere in my late 20s, they just closed up because yeah. they kept getting infected. And I just let them close up. So I never thought about it. And then I cut my hair really short and shaved the sides. Which is really cute. It's like a new Annie Thank Lennox. You. you really pull it off and it, and it sets off those headphones. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's um, cute. So, yeah. So I... I've been a little afraid to do it only because, I don't know, I, not, just because I'm worried that they're going to get infected again. But I'm going to go to a place that knows what they're doing. And so, yeah, so I'm going to get my ears pierced. But I'm going to do like a bunch yeah. on each side. Like, cool. Well, you know, I think it'll look great. I'm going to say this. I'm kind of changing my mind on vaping, not for myself, but my son, who's 15, is all about it. Cannot stop. Mom, I sent you a link about vaping. Mom, when I'm 16, can I vape? Mom, you know, blah, 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 vaping, vaping, vaping. But I have heard some people talk about it, and I think, you know, maybe it is a good thing. Maybe it is helping people quit smoking, and maybe I am uh, need to just go with the flow and be uh, uh, into vaping. Like, uh, just like, hey, it's fine if you vape. He doesn't want to vape nicotine. But right. I, I, I'm I, just going to try to be pro-vaping. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. not be so anti-vape. That's yeah. what it is. I'm not yeah. going to be anti-vape. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yes. All right. <laughs> How do you define success? 
Oh, well, gosh, you know, I feel like if you put up, if you compare yourself to others, you can make yourself feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, that person's doing this and da, 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 da. So I just say for my own self, if I'm, if I'm happy when I wake up, if I'm kind of like have a game plan, like, oh, I'm going to do this and this today, I feel and of course, if my kids are doing good, uh, that's a big thing. But I'm, I just feel good if I'm kind of excited about my adventure, however big or small compared to others it is. If I'm excited about it, I feel like that's successful. I love that answer. Okay, lightning round of questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ocean or desert? Forest. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Favorite junk food? Heath bars. Mm. Remember those? Oh, yeah. God, I just started seeing him again at, at oh. CVS. Only 210 calories for a Heath bar. I'm all over it. I'm like, Phew. Love them. Yum. Movies or Broadway show? <sighs> I, uh, Broadway show. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? Mm. Paid sex. No, I was, <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> I'm not daytime person. Mm. I'm, are you? What do you say? Anytime that it's wow. anytime, anytime that you that, like well, that my you, dogs that you're feeding. Yeah, right look at I just had sex right here during the podcast. <laughs> anytime animal. sex. You're I a, mean, not it. that I'm like up for it anytime, but anytime that you and your partner are both up for it at the same time. Yes. Go for it. And and that there's space and the children aren't there yes. or whatever. Like, do it. Yeah. You know I mean, turn yes. the lights down, pull the curtains if you yes. need to, whatever. Like, yes. Because after kids, man, it's like I've had kids, so I like nighttime because you can make it cool. Yeah. You can, you know, we, we've got some cool things we can do. My husband's yeah. English. Oh. Yeah. Where am I? Texting or talking? Uh, depends who it is, but I'm really kind of getting into texting. But it's so obvious I like talking. And I feel so bad that I'm not asking about you, but I don't think that's the format. But no, every no, no. time you ask me a question, I'm like, oh, what about you? Why is uh. this just like the Andrea show? <laughs> but anyway, I like talking. Cat person or dog person? Dog person and chicken person. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever worn a unitard? Yes. I used to wear one on most dates in high school. First of all, Dickies were a thing. And I don't remember what those things were. You could snap them under your vagina. You know, you, you'd have like three snaps there. Oh, yeah, like a bodysuit. Yes, because I was so like coming from my dad, I thought everybody was going to be trying to have sex. So sure. I put on so many clothes. <laughs> Of I was course. like, unitard, dicky, whatever yeah. that thing yeah, was, yeah, vest, yeah. jacket, yeah. Da -da -da, gloves, coat, yes. cape. Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go to the movies. And still I was slutty. I was slutty, but I had a lot of clothes to take off. Yes. They had to work hard. They did. Yeah. They did. They had to be committed. Like like I am today in the dog farts and the humping. You are. You are so but you're committed. worth it. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so worth it. Shower or bathtub? Bathtub. I hate showers. Mm -hmm. Love bathtubs. Ice cream or chocolate? Ice cream. I eat three ice creams every night. Mm. That Yasu uh, mint chip, 100 calories, so good. And I can eat three, 300 calories. That's all it is for three. <gasps> Yum. So good. Ice cream, ice cream. On a scale of one to 10, how good are you at ping pong? Well, this is so terrible to say boy ping pong or girl ping pong, but you know, my brothers slam it so hard that it's hard. But if yeah. it's with a person who's just playing, yeah. I'll give myself a six. Okay. Yeah. What's your biggest pet peeve? 
when my dog farts on you, I don't have a lot of pet peeves. I'm fairly tolerant. I don't, I don't know. I have, feel like you have to ask somebody else what, I know what it is. I've thought of it. I think I have a little bit of misophonia. What's that? It's something I've learned on podcasts. Um, it's when certain sounds bother you. Oh. Yeah. So if I'm not eating and someone's like standing behind me eating a bowl of cereal or something, which is often the case, I don't like that sound. I either talk loudly to drag them or say, could you eat in another room? But yeah. I don't care for people eating when I'm not eating. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I so can understand that. That's that makes a sense. thing. If you could push a button and have perfect skin for the rest of your life, but it would also give you incurable halitosis for the rest of your life, would you push it? No, no. I would push a button though. I would push a button and if I could have like, I love that question because what, like if you said, I'm going to ask you a question, what would you like to take out of the world? You could take one thing out of the world. Oh God. One thing? You have a magic wand and that would go away. Oh. Don't say me. <laughs> um, homelessness. Good one. Homelessness. So you should make a, a lipstick homelessness question or, yes. or a good skin homelessness, but mine would be violence. Oh. I would love to take violence out of the world. Yeah. Imagine if there was no violence, wow. how wonderful that would be. Or yeah. drugs. I don't know because drugs is pretty bad too, mm. especially all the people with opiate. But anyway, I would give up all sorts of things for either of those. But and I should clarify, like, what I mean by that is that, like, that, so that no one would ever have to be homeless. Yes, they would all have so a home. They would all have a home. They would all have a safe and a clean place to lay their head at night and to shower and to eat. And they would have. That's wonderful. Like, for me, that it would be. And I feel like, can't we do that? I don't know. I sound like a, such a naive and sometimes, and I don't want to, you know, like I always say, I'm super, like, blessed, privileged white woman middle class, you know, I get yeah. it. But like, it just kills me We're driving around LA and seeing all the tents. And, you know, on a day like today, it's pouring rain. And I drove by an underpass after I'd put my son on his school bus filled with tents. And I just think, my God, those people, it's freezing cold. They're going to be soaking wet. Yeah. They're going to get sick. Yeah. They have no, I just, I don't know. I, I No, I know it's, it is bad. And that would be wonderful to get rid of the homeless, <sighs> but you know, not to get rid of them, but to make sure they have yes, homes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, to but, end homelessness. Uh, to yes. end homelessness. Yes. And you know, um, I have this cool idea for a reality show that I'm going to hopefully take around, but because I, that's one, one of the reasons I always have one to three people living yeah. in my my guest house. Yeah. It was a garage. We change it to like a condo. We call it the gondo. So we it. always, but I was thinking, wonder if I could take on 10 people, like homeless drug addicts. They have to be yeah. a drug addict, but, and have a house that I'm rebuilding and it's called total rehab. And we're rehabbing the house oh my God, and we're I love rehabbing it. the people. I love it. And whoever could make it through to the end of the house could divvy up the proceeds and start their life. Oh, Wouldn't that be great? I love this idea. Okay, let's do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to pitch it? I am going to pitch it. You know, yeah. I've got these other things on my plate, but I think it would be so fun. That's I'd have great. to be like, I would have to be doing it because I have had, I'm the one with the yes. experience, but yeah, total rehab. Oh, yeah. It'd be like you co-hosting it with some kind of contractor person. Oh, a contractor that's come through. Yeah. I have a contractor that I had here at prison. I mean, I would take only my guys. That's incredible. Prison records, track marks. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. We're doing this. I love that. Yeah. 
So that would be cool. Oh, I, I can't imagine you that wouldn't sell in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm hoping so. To one of the networks. Yes. Well, I have to pitch it. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, but yes. And now that I've told everyone. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, don't but tell no anyone, one, you guys. No one's going to do it the way, I mean, nobody possibly could. Well, they wouldn't even want to try. Yeah, They'd they like, wouldn't want to try. That's true. Um, superpower choice. Invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength. I would take super strength and I would have it be super strength of um, compassion. Oh. Yeah. If you could have an endless well of compassion. But and- you kind of already have that. Thank you. But wouldn't it be wonderful? Don't you? I, I, I feel if- like you really do. Thank you. I have some of it. That's why I want more of it. Mm-hmm. I have some, but I mean, but you should see if, oh, if my kids, Andrew, where is, you know, I have that voice. Yeah. You just left your, is your bed made? No, it's not. Okay, good. Sean, da da da. Da 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 da. Honey, can you take your, you know, I'm also that person. Yeah. Well, that you have to be. Yeah. You know, that's uh, called boss lady. Boss lady. Yeah. There you go. Romeo, stop farting. <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> get in here. Get some chicken feed while you're on your way out. Okay. Yeah. It's romantic living with me. But um, I, I would love to have that. I feel like the more compact, I feel like, I feel like, People's mental attitudes and their their um, feelings are contagious, and whether it is that you're an angry person and you're honking your horn at somebody, and then somebody else is going to go on with that, or if you show somebody a lot of kindness and then they go, "Wow," and I yeah. feel good about myself, and then they go on. So, if I had a superpower of compassion, then I would feel like I could like blow it out and give it to people that need it. Yeah. I would just go like this, like, yeah. like Spider-Man would go, yeah. and they'd be like, oh my God, I love you, mom. And then everybody yeah. would be making up. It'd I be National that. Hug Day. I love it. I, I love, love it. you. You're such a nice person. <laughs> you you are really too. are. You're such a sweet person. I'm glad you're doing this podcast. You're Thank getting you. to give a lot of people some voices that are women, that are mothers, that are coming together to support each other yes. in every way they can. Yes. I feel like when women support each other, magic happens. I see, I've I seen it with my own eyes so many times. I could. I'm getting emotional. Do you cry easily? I don't. But the last I had it, I had it. I'm. I'm getting it on my period. That oh, must yeah, be part yeah. of what it is. But um, I had a podcast interview the other day, and guest was talking about her two year old son playing the piano with her mom, oh. his grandma, and I started crying. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so beautiful. So anyway, but yeah, but when women support each other, we can all rise together. And I think that's what's so powerful about the movement right now, if you want to call it a movement. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just, it's really only good, only positive elevation can come when we support other women. And that whole, you know, mean girls thing mm-hmm. that still goes on, I'm sure. Um, and the comparing you know, yeah. um, and the competitiveness and yeah. it's just, it doesn't work and it only, um, suffocates people and takes away their, their use of their voice. And I really believe that every single voice is valid. Yes. So I'm, I love doing the podcast and I love, I'm so grateful I got to come it's meet kind you. Of, and, it's kind of like an orchestra, you know, like you have yes. all the different voices and you need the trombones. You and need you, all of it. The violin can't be like just sitting there, I'm not as loud as the trombone. Yeah. They have to be like, I'm a violin motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> That's right, girl. You so uh, get me. Yeah. Okay. Now here's the weird question. Okay. I've lost a few people on these. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in the show. Get out of my house. 
Go immediately. Would you rather have a penis where your tailbone is or a third eye? Uh, Is this where your tail? So I'm sitting on a penis all day. Wouldn't that be uncomfortable? Well, it's kind of. I could tuck it back up. You could tuck it up, but it's also above where you're sitting, actually. I see. Well, and where's your third eye? On your tailbone? Okay, it would be on your forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Everything has to be on your tailbone. Didn't you get it? (laughs) Right, sorry. I'm in a third eye. Where your third eye would be, like in between your eyebrows, an actual third eye. Well, I have to. I mean, does anybody say the penis on their tailbone? Oh, yeah. (gasps) Wow. A lot of people. I mean, if it wasn't there, it'd be interesting. But no, I'd rather be, I'd rather have a third eye. I could, I, I'm, I'm, I'd have one contact in and one no contact because I have like a mono vision. Mm-hmm. So I could have tri-vision and, uh, yeah, no, I'd like that. Plus I have bangs that I could, you know, people yeah. wouldn't know. I just like, wait, let me see something. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm good. She parted her bangs in the center <laughs> like a curtain. Hair is <laughs> such a curtain. Do you miss your curtain? No, it's been interesting. Like I, I felt very exposed when I first got this haircut. Yeah. And now I feel, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not lighter. I just feel very comfortable being like naked and like having a naked neck and having a naked, you know, side. My ears aren't covered. Like, I mean, I will say in this cold, I'm air quoting this cold LA winter, it's been cold. Like I've needed a hat and I'm like, oh my God, my my little head is naked. Oh yeah. And your ears my are getting ears, cold. You know, but no, it feels so freeing to um to not have that cover. And like that's part of my whole gig is like exposing myself. Yes. And, I mean, not yes. not in a flashing kind of like nudity way. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, being vulnerable yeah. and you know, speaking my truth and that kind of thing. Yes, yes. Well, that's it looks so cute on you, but Thank I'm you. This is what I like about this is the the fact is if let's say a guy is staring at you. Yeah. Which I'm sure happens. Then the curtain drops. Yeah. I don't see you anymore. Right. I've blocked you out. Right. I love that curtain right. effect. At the movies and stuff, it's like boom, you're yeah. gone. You're gone. <laughs> That's it. This is my hair is my superpower. Boom. You're gone. You're invisible. Not <laughs> now. How do you like it? <laughs> oh God, anyway, yes, precious. I'm going with oh, thank you. Penis. I'm, Third, You're going no, with third eye, oh, third, third eye, third eye, third eye. Third eye. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I live with all boys. I'm over it. Plenty all of penises. Boys. Plenty of yeah. penises. What was the name of your first pet? I know where this is leading. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. But my first pet, this is, and, and I should have thought about this when I had my first pet, but I didn't think of my poor name. His name was Rusty. So already that's not good. Why is not good? I think that's great. Ask me then my, where okay. I. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Was the name of the street you grew up on? Pontiac. Rusty Pontiac is not a good strip name. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That person needs to go in another line of work. That person is not going to get any tips, no matter how so cute. good. Want to go see Rusty Pontiac? No, no. <laughs> it sounds like you could cut yourself and then have to get a tetanus shot. <laughs> Are we, is that there, is that our end? That's a wrap, my love. Okay. Well, do I win worst strip, stripper name? You might. Rusty Pontiac. You might. You You're might. I'm not going to put that on the marquee. I mean, it's <laughs> so good that I don't know if you win worst. I think it's, it's, yeah. If we're, if we're it's building memorable. a character, if we're memorable. It's memorable. Yeah. Okay, good. But if we're building a character, I think she would be the least likely to succeed. How okay, about that? Okay, good. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so she'd have to try extra hard. And then she then she wins everybody over with yeah. her compassion of That's superpower. Right. See? And they're like, Rusty's not anything to look at. I'll give her that. <laughs> but oh, boy, she, do I feel good when I, I come so see her. so amazing. And she makes a damn mean chicken soup. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Thank you, Andrea. Okay. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Andrea. Isn't she a hoot? She is hilarious. Next week on the show, we have Alexis Arton. Alexis is a powerhouse. I just love her so much and I'm really excited to share that episode with you guys next week. In the meantime, if you enjoyed today's episode, which I hope you did, please share it with somebody. Just text it over to a friend. Because the more that we can spread MILF podcast and my episodes, the more I can keep doing it. And I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Do something nice for yourself today. All right. Love you guys. Bye.